Hello. Hi. Um, for those that don't know me, I'm uh, Natalie Foster. I'm one of the ministers here. And one of my main roles is to oversee the noughts to 18s. And I really consider that a real privilege that I get to do that. Um, one thing about me is that I'm a little bit of a dreamer. Um, I like looking ahead, looking into the future. I'm one of those that if I'm sat by a window, my, off, my desk is by a window, or at school when I'm sat by a window, I'm a bit of a daydreamer. I love to dream. The downside to that is that I can often miss the here and now, the present. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. As we've heard, Erin last week talked about the past, and it was great to be able to honour um, Ian in that, and like cook it in the present to keep on lifting his arms up and praying for him. But this morning... The second part, it's a three-part week. We've got Erin doing past, I'm doing present, and then Cookie's doing future next week. And as I said, in the present, where sometimes the downside of being a dreamer is that I can miss the here and now. And one thing last year, because in the Norths to 18s department, we can be quite busy with everything that's going on. And one of the things that we said last year is, we're going to enjoy the journey. We're going to enjoy what we're doing in the here and now and be committed to that. And so although it's good to look ahead and it's incredible to do that, it's important to celebrate what's going on in the here and now. And that's what I want us to take time this morning to do. I want us to celebrate the present and what's happening in that, but also to see what can be often the challenge in the present. So the celebration and the challenge. And so because it'll be way better than me explaining it all, if you watch the screen for a little bit of a highlights of what's been going on at the minute. Yay. Full of life. We're just Susanna way down. Another thing that, because there's so much going on, I thought it would be better that all different people of the ministers can explain some of that because they'll explain it way better than I will. So I'm just going to ask, and we're just going to have a little bit of conversation about the present and what's going on in the present so thank you everyone do you want to just quickly say your name for those that might not know you these are all ministers of the yeah so i'm helena i'm anna i'm aaron and i'm sue Okay, can each of you just quickly say of something that has been happening in the present and how that's working towards the vision of what we're doing? Shall I go first? Let's go down the line. Okay, Um, so recently, coming back off maternity leave, I've been looking at our school's work and what we do. So currently, we are in four schools at the moment, two primary schools, one high school and then recently this year we've started doing a college lunch club which has been amazing um and over the last year or so we've been looking at and reflecting on what our work looks like in the community and over lockdown and things like that we had a bit of a conversation about the shine bus 
And where that was up to, we'd not been in there, like in the community for quite a while, for a few years because we couldn't. And we'd been doing visitations and things like that to keep up with the families. Um, But it was just, as with everything, it was a great time to just stop and reflect on what we'd been doing. Um, And we decided, um, there have been so many faithful people that have served on the Shine Bus, some of them are in here today. Um, And we decided that it would be um, an amazing time to maybe focus on how we can like reach the community maybe in a different way and we really felt that nudge from God that it would be schools and as we're talking about like our vision in transforming the community that schools are such a massive part of our community aren't they they're a massive part of our families our children's lives our young people's lives and what better way to partner with schools and transform our communities in that way Um, So we kind of shifted um, slightly from our shine bus and what that looks like and focusing onto schools and reaching the community um, in that way. So at the moment we do lunch clubs in four schools. They look quite different. Some of them are drop-ins. Some of them are like Bible-based ones where we journey with the children through the Bible. Um, And then recently as well, which is coming up on Tuesday actually, we are doing a messy church in one of the schools and we're partnering with two other churches in that as well. So it's just been amazing in the present now to see how like the partnerships have just been growing between our churches, other churches and with that school involvement as well. And then just really quickly, I think like you said about the vision and how we're how, how what we're doing is reaching that vision. I've been really challenged by that one person at a time part of it. And I think sometimes with schools, it can be really daunting to see a whole school and be really overwhelmed with the teachers and how many kids are there and stuff. But I've just seen through all of our work and our amazing volunteers that are part of that as well, is just how reaching that one person at a time that one child that one young person and seeing them through the eyes of how Jesus would see them um, has just like massively challenged me like we were doing a prayer walk the other week around this area and we were talking about how like the people and young people and children that we're going to see in schools could be the next and will be the next youth leaders of our generation, will be the next pastors of this church, will be the next evangelists in their world. And we're really believing that through our schools working out working the vision that way. Amazing. I don't know, I can follow that. <laughs> So, uh, yes, yeah, so I uh, work, among other things, I work uh, for Christians Against Poverty uh, by the Bridge Church, and that, uh, for, there's a lot of new people in here, so you might not know what that is. So, Christians Against Poverty helps people who uh, find themselves in unmanageable debt. Um, so, in Bolton, there is myself and Lynn. Give us a wave, Lynn. Lynn Moody, um, and um, we've, through grant funding, we've managed to take on uh, Anne Lowton to cover our site at Horwich, uh, because debt doesn't just go in our postcode, does it? It reaches far and wide, so that's been a real um, great thing to have this year. And, you know, coming out of COVID um, and then straight into the cost of living um, crisis, it's great to be able to offer CAP um, in various ways. We've got our job club, um, we've done a few... Um, 
little budgeting courses, which one is going on at the moment, um, and to help people who do find themselves on unmanageable debt. Um, and it's just been amazing last year to see people face-to-face, um, to have the drop-in um, on a Thursday where people can just come in. And even this week, people were saying to myself and Lynn that it's just really reassuring to know that that is there, that, that we're there consistently week in, week out, and that one person can come in and just receive some reassurance when they're feeling really anxious, show us a letter, and then if necessary we can take them on as a full cap client and work with that client and support them till becoming debt free which is just amazing and we see that all the time and I think what I really love about the work that we do with cap is we partner with other agencies as well so uh, we've got a great connection with the Guild of Help in Bolton which is a little tiny charity in Bolton who offers small grants and we get a lot of referrals from there and we actually offer benefit support down there as well Um, you know so it's great to see people sort of coming in through that area Um, and also we've got a veterans drop in on a Thursday so we've had uh, great links with them and they refer clients and we refer clients back to them Um, baby basics it was a massive privilege this week to sit with somebody who'd had a baby basics basket and to be able to help them and help them with their finances but then also signpost them because this lady was exceptionally lonely and didn't know anybody signpost them into um, our toddler groups and she was just overwhelmed with the just love and support that she's had already Um, and it was just really really satisfying that really rewarding and obviously a lot of our clients then go on to alpha Uh, so last year we ran a couple of alphas uh, who the amazing in Zena and James, I don't know if you're in Zena and James at this service or you might be the next um, but they do an amazing job with Alpha and it's great to see people coming in uh, that ones and twos uh, journeying with them and be able to signpost them onto Alpha where they find a place to belong and ultimately you know, our hope is that they find Jesus and they find transformation not only in the finances but they find transformation for the whole future as well so yeah, Cap is busy as you can imagine a lot of fear and anxiety around but um, loving it, uh, Lynn loves it most of the time we love it most of the time Uh, but we just love journey with those people and and we really feel that the particular Thursday dropping is that light on a hill that people talk about it they signpost to it you know go in they're okay they'll they'll help you they'll chat to you and we just see people the weight lifted off their shoulders uh, when they come in and chat to us and and we literally do journey with one person at a time and we take our time with that one person we don't rush anybody we will journey with them we're patient with them um, and we will love them Um, and support them as long as they're needed until we've got them into our community where they can meet other people. So it's a really great job. A key way that, as a church, the, the, the part of our vision statement that we really want to look at one person at a time is through our life groups. Uh, so the, we want everybody in our church family to really be connected, really feel at home, really feel as part of our church family, that they belong here. Um, so, so we have life groups that are a great way to facilitate that. Um, so so many different life groups meeting in, in all different uh, places, all different areas and locations around Bolton and and beyond that as well. Um, so this last year, uh, we've, we've seen those life groups grow. We've had new life groups starting uh, as well, which has been brilliant to see and brilliant for um, some new leaders to take on those groups as well. Uh, and, and lots of new people um, coming to the church and actually wanting to be part of life groups as well. Uh, and that's just a great way, as we see as Jesus did, as he spent his time with, with the disciples, um, that, that phrase kind of 
that doing life together, that the, the day in, day out, the, the kind of rubbing shoulders with each other, that iron and sharpening iron, um, that chance to build authentic relationships with each other, that chance to uh, that we, we don't maybe always get on a, on a Sunday morning when we meet um, together as a larger community, but that chance to sit down to, to have those good conversations, to ask those questions, to really dig into our faith together um, alongside other people that, that you know you are going to stand by, that are going to be, be with you through those different seasons of life as well. Uh, and and a, a great kind of compliment to that, I think, is our discipleship courses that we've been running throughout the, the year. Um, so they're a great way that we can dig deeper um, in that faith in different subjects. Obviously, we had our Jonah one last year uh, and the one that you've seen, uh, uh, Dust and Glory, that will be coming up in March as well. Um, so they've been brilliant and, and so well received as well. We believe so many of you be able to be a part of that and got so much from that as well. To be able to challenge in a new way as we, as we look at God's word, as we look into that, that how that impacts, how that helps us to be this light on a hill. Um, in all those different uh, places and different communities in our world. Good morning. Good morning. Am I on? Good morning. Um, I'm just so excited to be involved in uh, two of our community projects. The first one is Alpha. Uh, No, it's not. The first one... This one is Oasis, and that's a luncheon club that we put on once a month on a Thursday afternoon. Um, We cater for 50-plus people, and we give them um, a hot uh, two-course meal. We've always got a waiting list for that. Um, So also, um, we also have entertainment. Um, We... um, usually have we have singers or we've had a choir um last month we had a lady talking to us and helping us uh budgeting with energy and um and also just some energy tips uh saving tips um we also have a quiz every week and we have a resident quiz master is in now david harlow and um, also, we have a wonderful uh, volunteer um, uh, team. We have a team who serves in the kitchen, and they prepare the food and do all the washing up. We have a team who will serve um, the uh, guests and also clear away. And then we have our uh, team who brews up and does all the teas and coffees. And, you know, it's a really, really great project to be involved in. We, we spoil our guests. We, we, we love to, um, you know, uh, make them feel special. We um, just, um, you know, uh, there's always fun, there's always laughter, there's a lot of chatter that goes on and uh, new friendships being made. And then the second one is Bridge Life. Bridge Life is a community project that runs uh, every Thursday morning uh, between 10 and 12. Um, and it, it's a great place to come. It's like I said, it's, a, it's like an outreach for community. We have a lot of activities that are going on. We have craft making. We have a knit and natter group. And there's always more natter going on than knitting. We have uh, pampering sessions. Um, and we have our own beautician, resident beautician here. We uh, have a lot of... Um, um, uh, board games, jigsaws, crosswords. We have um, um, 
What else do we have? We have a job club. We also have a pastoral drop-in. And that's for anybody who may need a bit of extra help and support. They may want prayer or they may just want to uh, talk to somebody. They may just want somebody to listen. Um, and we could all do with that now and again, couldn't we? And there's always a member of our pastoral team available for that. What we desperately need is for more men to get involved. And, and we, we, um, I'd like to challenge men that if you have um, a craft or a hobby... Uh, and that you'd like to help us, you'd like to uh, teach people, men especially, your skill, and you've got a couple of hours to um, spare on Thursday, just speak to me at the end, you know, and um, that would be great. And, and church, I want to invite you to come along, just to come and drop in uh, to Bridge Life, just to see uh, just the life of the bridge and just what goes on. Um, you know, uh, week in, week out. We have people coming from every walk of life. We don't know who's going to come through the door, but it is a safe place for them. Uh, People are um, accepted for who they are. You know, uh, it's a place where they can belong. It's a place where they can flourish uh, and and really um, blossom and shine. And, you know, it's... um, We'd love you to, to help us build on this um, community uh, outreach and, you know, be a part of it, that we grow it. And it's like uh, our vision says, it's one person at a time. It's giving that one person your attention, you know, that care, that kindness and that love. So come down, come see what goes on. Thank you. We also, in the um Youth and kids, we have loads going on. One of the things that um, we have is our TOTS group on a Wednesday, which we got so busy we had to move to two sessions. So we're doing that and the team are incredible. But then we're getting to the point now where the day that it gets released, it gets booked up straight away. So like within an hour or what, it's getting booked up. So the TOTS group is a massive... um, it's massive in the way that it's been able to bless the community and so we're looking in the present we're looking into funding and different stuff to be able to have more um early years provision throughout the whole week so that's really exciting um we also uh, have our Sunday kids and our youth and everything that has been going on for years but one thing that we really looked at in the present for the kids ministry is we used to have it where um, the team served once a month for two services but when we're coming to disciple our children and really journey with our children that's actually quite a long time until you're seeing the children so it's like you're only seeing them once a month so we um, just recently in September we shifted our serving and the team have been incredible in this in that we have first service teams and second service teams that serve every other week. And we have seen, and I've loved hearing feedback from the kids team on how they really are able to build relationships with the children and able to really journey with the children more. So that's been a massive step for us as a kids ministry and the team have been incredible with that. 
Um, February that we're in right now is, it's been a year since we started our weekly kids club and our fives and sixes group on a Friday and they have been brilliant. Um, It has been so great seeing children learn new skills, new activities, to be able to talk about faith and it has been incredible. The fives and sixes group that runs on a Friday before the youth, that has been um, amazing because the as that's quite a difficult year as they look into transition to high school. What we've seen is in September when the year sevens, um, the fives and sixes transition to year seven, it has been the best and smoothest transition we've seen to main youth. And we've seen a lot of um, the children move up to youth and actually build them great relationships and stuff. So that has been incredible. So yeah, a lot going on. Um, I'm just going to ask a couple, maybe not all of us, just to say um, something that they're celebrating at the minute. And if there is a challenge, I think saying that for all of us, um, the challenge that can be in it is one we've talked about, like, like volunteering and serving, but also that prayer, that prayer is so powerful. So as a church, if we can underpin everything we're doing in prayer, that is incredible. And you've heard some of the stuff that's going on. So maybe even if you catch on to one thing and commit to praying for that, that would be brilliant. Um, I'm going to start off and I literally... 30 seconds, um, with something to celebrate. And one thing I'm celebrating is one of our young people ran up to me one Friday night, full of life, and she said to me, I love Bridge Youth because I can be myself here because I know everyone loves me. She said how sometimes at school she don't, she don't feel like she can be herself, but she says, I know at Bridge Youth everyone loves me and I can be myself. And I thought, wow, how incredible is that? And that's my celebration point. More Helena, do you yeah. want to? Uh, one celebration point for me is in our school just recently, a couple of weeks ago, we we're in a primary school and we're doing a session where we all acted out the story of Moses and how God parted the waters and made a way for Moses and the Israelites to walk through. And then at the end, we always like talk about, okay, what does this mean? Like, what does, how does this show us who God is? And one little girl, she was only in like year three, she said how she never knew that God could do that that he could part the waters and I thought how amazing is that that she is leaving that place with that truth knowing that whatever happens in her life her circumstances she's always going to know that there is a God who loves her and who can make a way and part waters so that was cool that's amazing. Um, I just want to talk quickly about a young man. He's asked, give me permission to share his story. So he came to see me probably a year ago. Well, he actually went to the Guild of Help because he needed a small grant to pay a vet bill um, and they awarded him the grant and then they passed him on to me to do a benefit check for him. Um, during that benefit check, we identified that he um, could claim some disability benefits, which we applied for and he successfully received. But we also found out that he had some unmanageable debt. So we took him on as a cap client, introduced him to our bridge coffee shop, which he loved coming down for his bacon butter and his um his you know cup of tea and chatting with us we worked a well cap worked out a budget for him and a solution to get out of debt and what he really benefited this young man was he is um, an adult with um, um quite severe um, autism and he really struggled with understanding a budget and it was great that through cap we could journey with him and support him to understand how much money he should be spending on all his different items so that he wouldn't keep falling back into debt um, and it was really really amazing just to see that and this week just this week 
came in to see Lynn um, and he's become debt free. So that's amazing. But he said to me, he texted me after and he said, it was great to catch up with Lynn and have his bacon butty and go debt free this week. But please, can he still come down to see us? And he wants to, and he, he has said that he wants to come to church on a Sunday. So it doesn't end there. So we still, we love that person and uh, we're looking forward to carrying on journeying with him. But real success story. Brilliant. Can we give them all a round of applause? Can you get me the lot? So we can really celebrate, can't we, that what is happening in the present and all that's going on as a church. And there's so much more that's going on. You know, also in the present, we can sometimes find ourselves in a challenge. There can be a challenge, can't we? And we can see in the Bible, and I haven't got time to go into loads of it today, but where there was growth in God's people, there was often a challenge and an opposition. So we see that with the Israelites and the Egyptians, and we also see that in Acts, when the early church grew, that they did face a time of persecution. You know, in John 16 verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, we have an eternal hope. We serve a King, King Jesus, who has conquered the world and has already overcome. But there are times, isn't there, where we do face that difficulty and opposition. But what actually happens is the way that we respond to that difficulty and challenge will affect the future. It acts as a foundation for the future. So how we respond to challenge, difficulties, opposition affects the generations to come. And you know, as I've been really challenged on this recently, that one thing that I've seen that can happen when we face difficulty is we can start to look inwardly. And we can see um, in Philippians, Philippians is a great book. I love Philippians. And Paul is encouraging a community who are experiencing a struggle. Paul experienced that struggle and um, Philippians are experiencing that struggle. And he is encouraging them and reminding them to imitate Christ and his humility that Jesus came to serve. And in Philippians 2 verse 1 to 11, it says... Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not look into your own interests, but to each of you, to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." Jesus has set an incredible example and Paul urges us to follow the humility, like to have that same humility of Christ. One writer on this writes, 
Difficult circumstances can often make humans want to complain, compete against one another and hard resources to meet our own needs. Paul reminds us of Jesus' sacrifice. His resurrection gives us a reason to humbly share with others in the most difficult times. You know, I've been really challenged that for us in the present, no matter what we face as a church and as a community, how incredible would it be if we modelled that, that no matter what we're going through, we'd be a community where we put the interests of others before ourselves, that we weren't inwardly looking, but we were outwardly looking, looking at the needs of others. Going back to what Paul writes there, in humility that we value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others I don't know about you but I found more and more since COVID and like we talk about the energy crisis that people just seem a little bit more snappy with each other and a little bit short not in here but I'm saying like out like people just seem a little bit more frustrated and things but actually as as um, followers of Jesus, how incredible would it be if we could live out what is saying that no matter what difficulties we face, we don't look inwardly, but we look outwardly, that we're people who put other people's interests before ourselves. Because what a great foundation that would be for the future and for future generations. The other um, thing that I've been really challenged on when it comes to our vision statement and living that out in the present is we talk about transforming our communities. But actually, I want to live in Jesus' transformational power every day, the here and now, that we're not just looking to see communities transformed like and looking for that in the future, but we see it in the here and now as individuals that our lives can be transformed You know, in the Bible, it talks in Ephesians 1 verse 19, where it says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working within us. And I wonder sometimes if we can increase our faith a little bit to know that actually Jesus can do something in an instant, that there's power in the name of Jesus, that Jesus changes things. You know, in my life, I have seen transformation and I've seen that like as a process, but I've also seen the moments where Jesus has touched me in an instance. You know, some of you will know that story of the woman who had the issue of blood and had been bleeding for many years. She tried everything but it was just one touch of Jesus's cloak and she was transformed in that moment for me there was a time where um when I'd had my second child there was lots of things that had gone on and um we'd had like a car crash we, he'd ended up in hospital um, the labor wasn't that straightforward and everything around me just felt a bit of a storm I came out of that, and being really honest, I had a real time of feeling really low. I felt I was struggling a little bit with depression, but then probably was in denial about that, um, not wanting to ask help for help, and just stuck in this kind of place. Um, and I remember one night saying to Erin, I just feel like the light at the end of the tunnel is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I really, really needed Jesus. Um, and we were at, at this t- throughout this time, I was still like leading youth and doing all of that. And we'd gone to a youth camp and we were there. And the guy at the front had said about coming out to 
for prayer. So I'd come out for prayer, but then um, we'd gone into a time of worship. Aaron was stood next to me. And I remember as a moment just grabbing his hand and I remember crying out the name of Jesus that I really needed him to do something. I needed change in my life. And I cried out the name of Jesus. And I am not exaggerating. In a moment, I felt the transformational power of Jesus and something lifted in my life. Something was just lifted in a moment. And I wonder, church, for us in the present, let's be a people who really have faith in the transformational power of Jesus, that Jesus can transform lives. And that's our vision. But for us as a people, we've got to live in that in the today, in the present. And so I'd love it if you could all stand with me. I've kind of brought there two challenges for us in the present. One is whether maybe we've been looking inwardly and we need to look outwardly and maybe if God's been kind of nudging with you and that and the challenge that that's something that you can respond to in your heart with God. But also I wondered if you would stand with me and have faith this morning that we not only just talking about communities transformed, but actually there may be some of you in here that need that transformational power of Jesus to do a work in you today, to do something that he can do in a moment as that woman touched out his cloak and was transformed in the moment. In my testimonies, and there's been more testimonies in my life where in that moment, Jesus has done something in me that has brought about change. We are going to go into a time of worship. And if that's you, I'd love it if you came forward. In fact, as a church, let's do that now. If you are needing that transformational touch of Jesus, come forward now. Come forward now. And let's believe right now that we can see transformation. You know, sometimes it takes that courage to step out. It takes that courage to cry out the name of Jesus. So if that's you, you can make your way forward. And I'm going to pray for us. Brilliant. dear father I thank you I thank you dear Jesus that there is power in your name there is power in the name of Jesus I thank you dear father for so many of us in here that may have testimony of where you have come into our lives and by the power of Jesus you have transformed us you have done something within us Lord God and I pray as a church right now we would have faith we would have eyes to see what you can do in a moment, what you can do in an instance, Lord God. We thank you, dear Father, that the same power that brought Jesus from the grave, that rose Jesus, Lord God, that is living within us, Lord God, we thank you for that. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come in this place and do something afresh on each and every one of us.